When people speak about Christ coming to earth the first time, they usually talk about how He came. But the great emphasis of Scripture is on why He came. Today, we examine the purpose statements found throughout the Gospel records. Each of them help us to understand more about Jesus. Join Scott Pauley now as we open the Bible and gain a fresh glimpse of the Lord. I was walking across the campus of the University of Tennessee many years ago and trying to speak to people about the Lord. And I met a young man and just trying to find an entry point in our conversation about spiritual things because he seemed interested. I said to him, do you believe the Word of God? Do you believe the Scriptures? And his immediate answer to me was, oh, I believe the Old Testament. Well, I found out very quickly that the young man was a Jewish young man who indeed believed the Old Testament, but he did not believe the New Testament. He believed all that the Old Testament foretold, but had not yet accepted what the New Testament fulfilled. In other words, he saw them as totally separate from one another. On the reverse of that, I, I have met a few people through the years who have said, oh, I love the New Testament. I love all these passages about Jesus, but boy, I don't like the Old Testament. That Old Testament God, now, now that's a different thing. No, my friend, you fail to miss the unity of Scripture and the unity that is found and fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. You see, the New Testament is the fulfillment of the Old Testament, and Christ is the fulfillment of the law. We've come today in Matthew chapter 5 uh, to this discussion of why Jesus came. We know he came. That fact remains. Uh, we, we talk a great deal about uh, what he did when he came and how he came to the earth, but why did he come? That's the great question we're examining. We've learned, first of all, that he came to save. Aren't you grateful for a God who came to rescue us from our sins, to save us from ourself and from the judgment and hell that awaits every sinner apart from God. Praise God, he came to save. But we must also identify this. He came to fulfill the law. In fact, these two things are connected. He could not have saved us if he had not been sinless. It would have been impossible for the Lord Jesus Christ to have rescued us if first he had not fulfilled all righteousness. Let's let the Lord Jesus speak for himself today, shall we? Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. Right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says this, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. Now, we love to quote verse 18 as a, a proof text, a reference to the fact that God is going to fulfill all of his word. That's true, my friend. The jot, the tittle, two of the smallest markings in Hebrew writing. And Jesus gives this authoritative statement that God is going to keep his word. God's going to fulfill every promise. God's going to complete his plan. His word is forever settled in heaven. It is the eternal word of God. You cannot change it. You can't add to it and you can't take away from it. And Jesus declares that all of Scripture is going to be fulfilled. But don't miss the connection Jesus makes here between the written word and the living word, between the Scriptures and the Savior, because in verse number 17, he says, this is why I am come. Jesus, why did you come? He said, I am come not to destroy the law or the prophets. That's a reference to the Old Testament. 
In fact, the Jews that were listening to him on that day that he gave this message in Matthew chapter 5 were very familiar with the expression of the law and the prophets because it was famously used as a general term of, of reference for the entire Old Testament, the law and the prophets. The law, meaning what Moses wrote, the Pentateuch, the first five books, the foundation of all Scripture and divine revelation, and the prophets being the rest of the, of the Old Testament Scriptures. Uh, they would refer to the former prophets and the latter prophets, but the idea here is he's saying from Moses to what we would call Malachi, uh, the Hebrew arrangement of the Old Testament books, a little different than ours, uh, but from the beginning of the Old Testament writing to the end of the Old Testament writing. He's not just referring here to the Ten Commandments or to the, to the Mosaic Code. He's referring to all the Old Testament. He said, I'm not come to do away with the Old Testament. I'm not coming to, to cancel out the Old Testament. In fact, I've come to do the exact opposite. I have come to fulfill all of the Old Testament. In his own words, Jesus said, I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. You see, you've got to get the negative side and the positive side here. We want to know why Jesus came. Jesus said, let me tell you why I didn't come. I didn't come to do away with the Old Testament. May I practically say to all of you that are listening today, I need the Old Testament. You need the Old Testament. You can't understand the gospel records like you ought to understand the gospel records until you understand all the messianic prophecies that lead up to it. Uh, look, friends, you can't understand all of the doctrinal truth in the book of Hebrews without an understanding of the book of Leviticus. You're never going to fully appreciate the fullness of Ephesians and the life in the heavenlies without seeing it pictured in the book of Joshua, that great book of conquest. You can never fully appreciate all of the redemptive language of the New Testament without seeing this beautiful portrait of redemption and the love of God and the price being paid in the book of Ruth. It is all connected. It is the great fabric of Scripture, and it is woven together by the Holy Spirit of God. And Jesus said, I'm right in the middle of all of that. He is the message of the Old Testament. He is the message of the New Testament. All of Scripture points to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So, if you want to know Jesus, my friend, then you must know Scripture. If you want to know all about why Christ came, then you shouldn't start in Matthew 1. You don't begin at Bethlehem. Jesus didn't begin at Bethlehem. He's the eternal Son of God. Uh, my friend, if you want to understand why Jesus came, then you must take the whole of Scripture and study all of Scripture uh, to get a clear glimpse of the Savior and why He came. There's also a great theological truth here, and the great theological truth is that Jesus did indeed fulfill all of the law. Look, I couldn't do that, and you can't do that. You may work and try. You may be a good moral person. You may do your very best to keep every jot and tittle, to use the words of Jesus, to try to fulfill everything. But I tell you, in some way, either through omission or commission, through leaving something out or crossing a boundary somewhere, you're going to fail. You are going to break God's law. In fact, I hate to tell you the dirty secret, you've already broken his law. You're a lawbreaker. We're all sinners by nature. We have that law-breaking, rebellious heart. But when the Lord Jesus came, I'll remind you that he came as the sinless Son of God, and that he never sinned, not a single day. Uh, he, he's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He, he's touched by our griefs, yet the Bible says, yet without sin. And it is because Jesus fulfilled all righteousness. Do you remember, even at the beginning of his ministry, that's why he was baptized 
of John and that Jordan River. And John said, I don't understand this. And Jesus said, thus it behooves us to fulfill all righteousness. From beginning to end, our Lord kept the law perfectly, not only the letter of it, the spirit of it, because he understood it. He's the one who gave it. And uh, he, he fulfilled all righteousness so that when he went to that cross to die for sinners, it would be the righteous dying for the unrighteous. It would be the perfect dying for the sinners. You see, that's who Jesus is, and yes, that's why Jesus came. I think all of us ought to pause today and just praise God for the sinless Christ, for the one who fulfilled all righteousness and a God who always keeps his word. Aren't you glad? And friend, if you don't know the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior, would you pause today and just confess to him, I'm a sinner, but I want you to be my Savior. Would you look to Jesus? Because I'm telling you, he fulfilled all that was promised and all that was expected of a holy God so that sinners like you and sinners like me could come to know a holy God for ourselves. That is why Jesus came. If you do not know Christ in a personal way, you can come to know him today. Call on him now in faith and ask him to be your savior. We would love to hear from you about your decision for Christ and help to answer any questions you have. You can communicate with us and find other helpful resources for studying the Bible at enjoyingthejourney.org. Remember that as surely as Jesus came the first time, He is coming again. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey with Jesus. Jesus.